0: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal way back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series joining you every morning Monday to Friday 10am UK time joined by Bailey. How you doing mate? You good? You well? Yeah, I'm good to see you mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad. It's not bad. It's cooling down, which is mm-hmm. merciful, uh, considering how hot it's been over the last few days. But uh, fingers crossed, I had a bit of rain yesterday. Hopefully some more to come today and uh, it's it's in much need, that's for sure. Um, but we close in on Arsenal's next game, of course, after they've won the opening first two fixtures, one of two teams, of course, only to manage that in the Premier League so far. Are you surprised by that random stat that we're the only two teams, us and Man City, with a perfect record so far? Look, I would have
1: said yes, but then I take it back to 2019, 2020, when at the same stage, Arsenal and Liverpool were the only two teams to to win their first opening two games, and uh, look how that turned out. So I'm not gonna get too excited, but again, it's a good sign. You can't you can't be too negative about it. It's a good sign.
0: Yeah, indeed. Indeed. I've completely forgot about that 2019-20 season, to be honest. And that was awful at one point. You know, it started so well and then just completely fell apart. So who knows what will happen? But I think we've seen a lot of positive things uh, with this Arsenal team. And and hopefully, of course, we can take that through further. Uh, There is still, uh, of course, transfers to be done and things to happen in the league. Just sticking with kind of the actual football side of things. It's been reported that Mike Dean's been taken off of VAR duties this weekend. Uh, of course, he was in charge, I believe, of the Battle of Stamford Bridge 2.0, in which he failed to give, I think, three. You know, I mean, the, you could argue the Havertz tackle was too far away from any kind of incident for them to get interfered with, but the Richarlison offside for me is a clear offside, and the hair on cookery is just assault, let alone a red card. So, what did you make of them? I mean, making a referee accountable, I suppose, and taking them off the, the system.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good. Finally, uh, the referees are being held accountable because some of the decisions over the last couple of seasons have been absolutely disastrous, horrendous. And the standard of English uh, refereeing at the moment is really poor. So maybe finally, Premier League are starting to really take action and, and punish the referees for making mistakes the same way a player will be punished for making a mistake. If a player... For example, concede a goal and it's his fault. The next game, he he might not be in the match, so it should be the same for the referee. Why should the referee come to the next match and officiate despite him making mistakes? His confidence is going to be low. He's going to make rash decisions. He's going to make the wrong decisions. And I think this is a this is a good step in the right direction. Hopefully, from now, the officiating in this in this in this country does does improve because it's been terrible recently.
0: Indeed. Uh yeah, there is absolutely a need for accountability with referees in the country. There needs to be some kind of in my view relegation and promotion system uh, put in place yeah. with correct decisions and, you know, an independent party kind of getting involved and in a third party assessing the performances of the officials because it's not good enough and because there isn't that pressure, I think that's obviously having a knock-on effect in the persistent bad decision-making that goes on in, in not just the Premier League, but throughout the footballing pyramid and, across, of course, abroad too. And in Europe as well, there is just a, a very poor kind of feel around the level of officiating out there at the moment. Um, what I would like to, to talk about transfers-wise is still outgoings. We've seen so many move on. Uh, but it's an interesting link with Nicolas Pepe uh, and Nice on loan. What do you make of this link?
1: I think it's a deal that needs to be done. I do think it's something that needs to be done. I think Pepe, unfortunately, his time here is done. It's very stale at Arsenal right now. I don't think he can offer too much. I think a low move would be good for him. I know his contract, his contract is at an awkward stage where if he does come back, I think he has a year remaining. So selling him will be mm. tough. But look, at the end of the day, we're not going to offer him a new contract. He's not really going to get too many more minutes. And... This is a great chance to potentially increase his value for next year. If he has a really good season at Nice, maybe other league on clubs will look at next season and feel like, look, we have to get Pepe this year and maybe we can actually get a fee for him next year, even despite the value decreasing already more than it is now. So I think it's a deal that we should look to explore. We, we should sign another winger, sign actual competition from Kaey Saka because Pepe is not going to compete. Let's be honest, Arteta does not trust him. When we're losing, when we're winning a game, Pepe does not come on. Saka has to almost play the full 90 because... Because uh, Arteta simply does not trust Pepe for a winning position, and that can be worrying. Last season, Saka had a lot of times where he looked burnt out, and we need mm. a player can come in and just maybe replace Saka sometimes. And Pepe, unfortunately, can't really do that. And again, he comes on when we're chasing the lead. Can you do you take Bukayo Saka off when we're chasing the lead? Not really. So again, I think it's a deal for Pepe as well and for Arsenal. Nice, a loan move. I take it. I
0: take it, yeah, I think so too. It depends on obviously the, the wage and stuff. Like, I can't see Nice paying 140,000 pounds per week. I imagine Arsenal would have to subsidize some of it. Who knows? Uh, it's being reported out of France, Foot, Mercato, I think, are the source of the information. We'll have to wait and see if this one materializes. But we know that Arsenal have been open to allowing Pepe to leave. He didn't come on as a substitution at all against uh, who was it the weekend we played, yes. um, Leicester, of course, mind going blank, but uh, yeah. I can't see him wanting to stick around if he's not going to get any minutes, especially with a World Cup year it being. Did Ivory Coast qualify? No, they didn't qualify. They didn't, of course. Mm-hmm. So, but still, you want to be played, you know, because yeah. you're in 26, turning 20, 27 very soon. He needs to be in a situation where he's playing regularly in his prime years, and it's just not happening. So if I was him, alone away might do him good. It also might allow Arsenal to then command a bigger free next summer because you're just not going to be able to entice yeah. any interested parties unless he has some football and plays a storming season. I mean, you see that with Nuno Tavares this year. You know, two goals in two games that a really good performances for Marseille. He could come back still without a place at Arsenal, but certainly worth several times more than he was before he left on loan to Marseille. So that's a situation that definitely needs sorting out. Revolving incomings, uh, of course, we've got these links for Jeremy Pino. They've persisted, but the wide area has seen a new link to Chelsea's Callum Hudson-Odoi. This comes out of, I think, what is it, the Chelsea Post podcast or something like that? Uh, But I've seen a fair few people mention this. I've heard nothing on this at all. So how real the likelihood of Arsenal moving for Callum Hudson-Odoi is, is pretty speculative right now. Would you take him?
1: No, 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 and <laughs> no. I would not take Kalem Hudson-Odoi. I don't see the point in, in signing him. I don't think he's shown enough at first team level to, to say he would offer something new for Arsenal. We have Bakayo Saka we have Gabriel Omar we have Emil smith we have Reece Nelson here. I probably would rate higher than Kalum Hudson-Odoi simply because Kalem Hudson-Odoi has not done enough at first team level. He was absolutely phenomenal at youth team level, but he hasn't been able to replicate that form uh, for Chelsea. On, and he needs a loan. move. He's always been at Chelsea. I think he needs to go somewhere to prove that he's ready for a team like Arsenal and ready to compete mm-hmm. with a player like Bukari Sakura. He just hasn't done that for me. And I always say this as a player in the Championship TC that is available and there ready to be bought in Ismail Assar, I really want us to bring him in. I think he would be a quality, quality player to bring in. But Callum hudson absolutely not.
0: Yeah, we'll see if this one changes. It's, yeah, the Chelsea Spots uh, was the account that have posted this or you know, talked about this information on their podcast. We'll see how real they potentially could be in the coming days. But yeah, I agree with you. I wouldn't be going for Callum hudson to do it. I don't think it's a move that makes sense for him. You know, I don't think it works for him at all. If he wants to get more regular football, coming to Arsenal is not going to get you that. You know, I think the other team that we mentioned were Aston Villa, that's more likely to be a move that suits uh, more so than it does to move to Arsenal. For me, Arsenal needs to go for a wide player that's got the scope to play in the middle as well and give us kind of centre forward cover. And it seems to be that area of the, the field is our priority. Is Would that be your priority between now and the end of the window?
1: We've done a piece where I'd, I'd prefer a midfielder, but Sha- mm. Granit Xhaka continues to impressed me in the middle of the park. I'm like, he's so good. If we do sell him in the field I just can't see him getting any game time in the big games because Granit Shaka is just simply excellent. But then at the same time, I don't think you can really trust Thomas Party and Granit Shaka to, to be fit at the same time because suddenly, as the season goes on, these two can never seem to play together. But when they play together, we don't lose football matches. That's why I love them together so much. But mm. it's a risk going into the new season with Samuel Conga and Mohamed any as your, as your main backups, because it didn't work last season. Hopefully, now Samuel Lekonka has, has grown as a player. Then I'll I'd be, I'd be happy, but I don't know if it's a risk still. So I'd still say a midfielder, simply because we have M L smith We have, at the moment, we still have Nicola Pepe, of course. We have Reese Nelson, who's, who's in the ranks. We have Fabio Fieri, who can come on from the right-hand side. So hmm. I'd say a midfielder, simply because I'm not convinced about our, our strength and depth.
0: Yeah, I think that a number six and a wide forward yeah. are for me the key areas that I'd like to see us go for. You know, Yuri Tillemans, I like the guy. I think he's a good player, but he's not a priority for me in this window. He really isn't. I think we've got enough players to play in that left eight kind of position. And for that reason, I just don't see spending £30 million, if that's what it's going to cost on Yuri Tillemans, makes that much sense right now. I saw links with Paquetta resurfacing recently again. I don't necessarily see where he fits into the team right now, despite how good of a player he is. I just don't see it. Uh, <laughs> Marcus says, if our goes to Forest, will you take Bailey there to see his hero? As you know, Nottingham World, Tom. I mean, do you want to accompany oh, yeah. me to, to not to watch our i play?
1: Let's go. Let's go. Arsenal and the first.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll make the trip up when Arsenal go and play Forest. of course, a little bit later on this season. But it seems like that's a deal that's getting closer. I mean, you saw my tongue-in-cheek tweet the other day uh, about this. I mean, I think that kind of says his level, personally.
1: <laughs> no, TC. No, look. Good players go to... The smaller clubs all the time of course our probably getting an amazing salary at London Forest something he can't he can't you can't really reject so he's probably going there and then watch this season you have an amazing season next season he'll be again his value will rise and he'll be a big attraction for, for, for major clubs I'm sure of it I'm sure of it I just think of Bruno Guimaraes when he went to Newcastle that was a surprising transfer our <laughs> will have the same impact at London Forest I'm sure he's such a good player.
0: We'll see. We'll see what happens. Gunnar <laughs> Jakes says, do you guys agree that Xhaka is evolving with the team and that Tielemans is not above Xhaka in the pecking order? Yeah, I
1: said this on a show yesterday that I always wait to see... Granit Xhaka, when you'd go to, with Switzerland to the Euros mm. or to the World Cup, I'd see a, a different Granit Xhaka who didn't perform like this at Arsenal. He'd, he was so good. I was like, why can't he do this for Arsenal? And now, the last few months, I finally started to see the Granit Xhaka I've seen for Switzerland. and It's, it's really <laughs> impressed me because he added a new element to his game, which I thought he would be very uncomfortable with. Sometimes there is, there are times where it looks like, well, we'd be, maybe would be better with a player who's more suited going forward and looks more comfortable near the final third. But he's doing exceptionally well and, uh, yeah, Xhaka, he's won the heart of the fans back for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that the freer role that he has now in the team emphasises what he can do a lot more. Yeah. And when he was playing as the deepest defensive midfielder in the team, I don't think that necessarily was doing that he was exposing a lot of his weaker areas so now we're kind of seeing the best from him which is interesting uh let's go to we're going to tackle some more of your questions guys before we wrap things up uh let's go to uh, marcus who says at the start of the transfer window we all calculate expected income from incomes uh sales and we have not got near this will this mean no incomings from now are you surprised by how little we've got for our players i'm not personally um and i don't necessarily think it will affect incomings now
1: uh, we should we should have been prepared for this i think the players we're trying to sell hold absolutely little value or little to low value anyway so it's going to be difficult to offload the players we want to so i think this should have been expected by eddie and it shouldn't affect our incomings because there are still one or two needed
0: for sure uh christoph says who do you see as being the best available six to bring in it's a tough question because there's not loads that I would say, yeah, absolutely not. I would have gone for Ibrahim Zangara before he signed his new contract. Uh, Moises Caicedo is a really interesting link to Brighton, but I had a chat eight. with someone yesterday that basically said, Brian aren't selling him. Uh, there's no chance that he goes after they sold Bissouma uh, this summer. There's just not enough time to get in a replacement. Douglas Louise is an interesting one at Aston Villa. He was linked, obviously, but he could be close to signing a new deal as well. What do you think? In chat box, any ideas from you guys? Tell us. Let us know. What do
1: you think, Bailey? Oh, <laughs> we'll move to the next question. It's a tough one. I can't think of... You've mentioned the names too. I would say... I think Ibrahim uh, Sangale for me was the best option. I think uh, for PSV yesterday as well against Rangers, he was absolutely quality And in the Champions League qualifiers. I was like, damn, I wish we I wish we did sign this guy, but he just signed a new contract, of course. So it is difficult at the mm-hmm. moment. I think if we were to sign a big number six in the last couple of weeks, I'd be, be surprised simply due to the options out there and the money it would cost to, to to bring him in. Of course, I know Dion can play in number six, but again, that's just not going to happen. And he's yeah. way too expensive. So it's a difficult one. Maybe Ruben Neves as well, possibly. He mm. can uh, play in that position. That's not a bad option either. But again, the price tag is exceptional. So I don't know if he'll be willing to to pay that.
0: Sandro Tonali, we saw links with at Milan. Mm-hmm. Do you like him?
1: I haven't seen enough of him. I know he's highly rated. Um, mm. I, know, yeah, I know he's highly rated, but I haven't seen enough of him to say yes or no.
0: Yeah, me neither. I don't know if he's even an out-and-out defensive it's, midfielder. It's like an uh, yeah, is he more of like a box-to-box player? I don't know if the chat box might know? You know, there are the best players in those positions. Unfortunately, are really at the biggest clubs already. Mm. You know, and it's going to be very difficult to to get. To a be player fair, player.
1: to be fair, Cas- uh, Casemiro could be an option because I know he linked to Man, Man United was... yesterday, which yeah. is a bit
0: strange. I think he uh, wants
1: to I... leave Real Madrid. I believe I'm not too sure. So we have the Brazilian. Contingent, you know, it could be a little persuasive technique.
0: But again, uh, I don't know why you would join. Yeah, Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you've got Partey there, does Casemiro start? You would say probably over Cas- Partey, but then well, you've already got Partey. So what yeah. do you do?
1: Yeah, it's different. That's that's why at the midfielder moment is awkward to strengthen because like you want to sign the best players, but then you feel like your midfield is already our midfield already strong, so we can't mm. really replace players. And it's the same for the wing position, really, because. You're not going to replace Saka or Martinelli, so it's 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 a tough one. It is a tough one.
0: It's, it's tricky, isn't Who's the guy at um, Bayer Leverkusen? I swear, there's a defensive midfielder at Bayer Leverkusen that's pretty good. Um, is oh, what's his name? Chatbox is going to be going crazy. I can tell. Uh, Niels, is what about Norgard from Brentford? Um, <laughs> intro, no, I mean you laugh. He's a good player. Yeah, he's um, a very good player. I, Arsenal have no interest in him. Uh, I actually spoke to his agent uh, a few weeks back, and, yeah, there's no interests from Arsenal. He's certainly not heard. And that was as of a few weeks ago, but no. Uh, Arangiz says Hamster. Uh, he's the guy at, at, uh, at Leverkusen. Yeah, he's, uh, he's an interesting player that potentially someone could look at, but he's not moved. So potentially that tells you that he's not necessarily on the radar of many clubs and hasn't been linked all that much of any clubs either that I've seen so far. Uh, Declan Rice would you take him if you're going to uh, go for 100 million
1: <laughs> uh, I'll take Declan in a heartbeat but yeah it just wouldn't happen would it
0: <laughs> no it, I don't think it would either there isn't a glut of, of options it doesn't there seem really out isn't. there for Arsenal to kind of go in for uh, as well you know just scrolling down different pages. Remember when we were linked to Dennis Zachary, who went off to yeah, Juventus. Juventus, could have got free him on a free transfer. That might've been an interesting wow. one to, to bring in as well. So who knows, uh, hamsters, I would have liked Tyler Adams before he went to Leeds United. Uh, Daz, unfortunately, as just, isn't at that level neither do I think is he a number six. He's more of a number eight and then pushing towards a number 10. Uh, Jesse said, what about Sander Berg from Sheffield United? Again, another player that's not moved. And I question perhaps why he's not moved either. Uh, so there you go uh, yeah brilliant stuff anyway uh, that is going to wrap up today's show thank you so much guys for tuning in uh, we hopefully will bring you a press box either today or tomorrow so make sure you're subscribed to get that content I will see you uh, bright and early tomorrow morning though of course Bailey thank you so much for your time appreciate it as always
1: thank you TC as always and everyone in the comments section as well
0: absolutely have a fantastic day guys we'll see you again very very soon and as always keep following us down at the Arsenal way